Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Submissions are once again open. We've opened up our chart-topping internationally recognised podcast to guest writers. If you've got a great idea for a story and you think our audience will love it, get in touch and send it over. The themes are doppelganger, war and superstition. For more information, including word counts and deadlines, go to www.hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. The Facility Written by David Fialo with Ellen Leroy. Narrated by Ian McEwen. Driver? Yes, Mr. Peterson. I know you get paid by the hour, but would it be possible for you to step on the goddamn gas? Peterson shouted. Some of us actually have places to be! Through gritted teeth and with a practiced calm, the driver simply replied, Yes, sir. And switching lanes accelerated the private car through the freeway traffic. Peterson was in no mood to be screwed with tonight. He was tired, worn out, and looking forward to seeing that hot little farmer rep in a few minutes at the restaurant, and, if everything went well, introducing her to the ceiling of his ninth floor suite. Then maybe the kitchen counter, the wall of the shower, 
Oh, the possibilities. He'd had yet another day of getting his ass kissed by sycophantic hospital directors. Unscrupulous and avaricious bastards, he thought to himself. My kind of people. He gazed out the window as the car, zipping along nicely now, took an exit. He was debating saying something to the driver about taking the exit too fast when he thought he heard a beeping. It sounded like the backup warning signal of a truck reversing. It struck him as odd because he could hear it with the windows of the car closed over the air conditioner, the engine revving, and the screech of locked up wheels sliding on pavement. In a cloudy haze of half-consciousness, he heard the beep, beep, beep. A flash behind his eyes, a stab of pain through his body, and images flipped through his mind's eye as if someone were flipping a photo album 20 pages a second. His eyes flew open, and his body shot up off the bed. And as quickly as he'd come awake, he'd wished that he hadn't. His head was pounding a counterpoint to the incessant beep he was hearing. In his mouth, his tongue felt too big, and his throat was dry and scratchy. He ached all over. What the fuck? He mumbled to himself as he let gravity pull him back down. The sound was driving him crazy. He tried to think. He opened his eyes again, slowly, hoping they would adjust to the retina-searing brightness. It took a little while, but finally he could see the cheap fluorescent bulbs in the ceiling fixture. He looked to his left, and there was a window. Darkness. He looked to his right, and there was the infernal machine that was slowly driving him mad. He tried to swallow, to lick his lips, but saliva seemed to be in short supply. He tried to remember. Another flash, another shot of pain, and another. Different sets of pictures shot through his head at lightning speed. He tried to reach up to press his palms to his eyes, but his right hand caught on the IV line, twisting the needle causing a different, most unpleasant kind of pain, while his other hand and arm tangled in the telemetry lead wires draped across his chest. Shit, he said, as he tried to disentangle himself. And then it dawned on him that he was in a hospital. What the hell? He thought. What the hell happened? And why am I here? Fuck, where is... Here. Panic started to rise in his chest. Can't breathe. I... I can't... Mr. Peterson, a voice said. A firm hand pressed on his shoulder. He started sideways as his eyes shot open. 
Standing next to his bed was a rather severe but professional-looking woman. He blinked a few times to clear his vision as he took her in. She wore an expensive-looking black business suit and carried some sort of computer tablet. Mr. Peterson, she continued, I am your caseworker or counselor, if you prefer. I must apologize for not having been here sooner. We have been quite busy since your arrival. She reached over him and silenced the beeping monitor. Thank God, he thought. Then, where is here? Why am I in this hospital? Now having someone to focus his fear, confusion, and anger towards, with his free hand, he punctuated his words on the bed with his index finger. I want some answers now. Do you hear me? Do you know who I am? His voice was cracking, and his words were coming out thick because of his parched throat and mouth. And I want a goddamn glass of... His harangue was abruptly cut off by an explosion of pain so sudden and intense he couldn't even scream. It felt as if every nerve ending in his body had been touched by a branding iron while at the same time a million volts of electricity passed through him. It stopped as quickly as it had started and left him with tears streaming down his face and his mouth uselessly moving. I believe that will be quite enough of that, Mr. Peterson, the counselor said. We know exactly who you are. The woman looked at the pad, tapped a few times, and began to read. Peterson Arthur M., born May 14, 1958, in San Francisco, California. Parents deceased. No siblings. Divorced twice. No children. Founded Omni Global Health in 1999, etc. Shall I go on? Peterson looked down like a scolded child. He quietly muttered, Good. Then we can get on with the business at hand. You were in an extremely bad accident, Mr. Peterson, and you were transported here to our facility. You were examined, admitted, and have been under our care ever since. Now you are awake and nearly ready. We have reviewed your case and determined that you are a very sick man, Mr. Peterson. A very serious case indeed. Peterson didn't know why, but he swore there was almost a gleam in the woman's brilliantly green eyes. It was making him uncomfortable. Before he could respond, yet another wave of flashing images shot through his head, more vivid this time. He winced and moaned. Ah, you are in pain? the counselor asked. I'm... I keep having these flashes, images of things, things and people I don't know or remember. He rubbed his eyes. I see, she said, making an entry on her tablet. That is quite normal. It is simply a side effect of the medication you are on. She pointed to the IV bag. Here at our facility... We treat the whole patient, body and soul. We are very proud of what we can accomplish here. 
we can do some truly remarkable things. Almost in a whisper, he asked, Where is here? What's wrong with me? As to where, that's not important right now. As to sick, well, where to start? She pressed on the screen, hmmed to herself, flicked a few times, and finally sighed heavily. <sighs> Mr. Peterson, there is no easy way to say this, so I'll be blunt. You have a bad heart, a truly bad heart. But thankfully, your case is not all that uncommon these days, and our doctors are trained to handle this. I don't understand, Peterson stammered. Another, even more intense wave of images flooded through him. After a moment, he said, My personal doctor checked me out not two months ago. He said I was the picture of health. I want a second opinion. This is ridiculous. I want my lawyer. Temper, Mr. Peterson. Temper, temper. Neither your doctor nor lawyer are available at the moment. The woman checked her pad again. Soon, but not right now. You were tested quite thoroughly on arrival. There is no second opinion needed. So there you are. Now, you are scheduled for your first procedure later today. It is a rather complicated one, but we are very confident about the outcome. What procedure? What are you talking about? Another flash, this one so intense his eyes watered. I can see you are almost ready. Tell me, Mr. Peterson, do you remember a meeting in which you directed your company's executives to tighten the policies on authorizations, to reduce payouts, making it almost impossible for even the most simplistic procedures to be approved? Do you remember promising them bonuses based on that? That year started Omni Global on the path it now travels. Do you remember? He grabbed his head, screaming as the images played across his mind. He fell back, panting. Good, you do. The counselor continued. And a few other things as well. I see. Her voice was taking on a dark and rasping timbre, painful to the ears. Thanks to that directive, there have been thousands of patients who have either had to suffer needlessly or died because of your greed, Mr. Peterson. A deeply rooted, insatiable greed at the very core of your being. In your heart and soul. Your sick heart. At this, she tapped her pad and began to read. 48-year-old <clears throat> male with past medical history of hypertension, hyperlipidemia, and erectile dysfunction presents with new-onset testicular-slash-abdominal pain. Patient reports painful erections with bloody, foul-smelling ejaculate. CT scan confirmed mature testicular teratoma. Tissue consistent with dental enamel, hair follicles, and ocular globes. 
tumour is wrapped around descending and transverse colon, anal vault, splenic and mesenteric vasculature extending well into the pelvic cavity. Likely vascular strangulation of penis and testicles. Here she stopped and looked at Peterson. I have left some out, but suffice it to say that thanks to your company's policies, policies that you put into place, he was denied. The first denial of many. And because of that, he couldn't afford the necessary medications and procedures he needed. He died, Mr. Peterson. He died from a gross, gangrenous takeover of his major organs and systems due to necrosis. He suffered horribly in front of his wife and their two young daughters. He left them destitute and fatherless. You received a multi-million dollar bonus. Peterson saw it in his mind's eye, as clear as if he'd been there. He saw the man, the sobbing wife, and the two young girls. He saw the funeral. He somehow remembered it all. I'm sorry, he cried. I was running a company. I... I... You didn't care. And were it not for the little miracle dripping into you now, you wouldn't know about it either. The counselor's eyes darkened, the pupils dilating to push the green irises into thin rims of emerald. The door to the room opened. Looking up, Peterson screamed. There, a gurney between them, stood two orderlies, two giants. Their mouths were erased, a mass of scar tissue sealing them over. Their noses nothing more than gaping holes. Most horrible was their eyes, sewn shut with thick, black thread. The seams were fever-red, inflamed, oozing, and swollen. Unable to see, they moved their heads back and forth, as if sounding their environment. There faces, he stammered, pointing a trembling hand. My God, what happened to their faces? Rolling the gurney to the side of the bed, the orderlies took up position on either side of him, hands extended. Peterson flailed and screamed, but to no avail. Once on the gurney, his arms and legs were strapped down, the distressed leather of the cuffs cutting into his wrists and ankles, as the rusty buckles pulled them tight. Stop, stop it, please. What are you doing to me? He pulled at his bonds, tried to kick. Nothing worked. Then he saw the third one standing in the doorway. Like the first two, mute, huge, and mutilated. Carrying something. A specimen jar. In the viscous, cloudy liquid floated an object of revulsion the size of a grapefruit, a mass of matted hair in which were embedded teeth and eyes. No, 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 no! Peterson wailed. The counselor tapped her tablet. She stared at his pointless struggling with a smirk of demonic satisfaction. 
Your first procedure, Mr. Peterson. I will see you in recovery, where we will discuss the next. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. The facility was written by David Fialo, narrated by Ian McEwen, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Space Magic and Tom Robson. Once again, we've opened up our chart-topping, internationally recognised podcast to guest writers. If you've got a great idea for a story and you think our audience will love it, get in touch and send it over. If accepted, we'll get our fantastic narration team to lend their voices, our editor will sprinkle some magic pixie dust on the track, and you can have your story heard by thousands of listeners each and every week. Successful submissions will also be included in our ebook and print compilations. The themes we're looking for are doppelganger, war, and superstition. So, if you're interested, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions more information such as word counts and deadlines until next time hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.